say, yeah, buddy. Rolling like a big shot. Chevy tuned up like a NASCAR pit stop. Fresh paint job. Fresh inside. Is the outside frame in the trunk wide. Or the rims big? Do it right good. Lean back right hand on the wood. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. I'm your host, Marcus Bullock, here in Vegas on this Thursday. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brett Gall, and joining us again, as he does every season. Court, what's up, baby? How you doing, guys? Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on in the middle of a great week five college football. Oh, the Vegas experience just has me extra geared up for this weekend um, from a gambling front. Yeah, but yeah, they I don't like you at home. It, it just gets in your blood out there. I mean, as soon as you step off the plane, you're like, okay, it's ready. It's time to spend some money. Yeah, for sure. A little bit of a recap for what we've done. Uh, my wife is new to gambling, and I got her hooked on roulette, similar to me. So um, once we got in Tuesday night, we probably went up about 400 bucks night one, so that was always good. Last night, we took a little hard hit at um, the Bellagio and at Caesars. It wasn't so friendly to us, but um, I'm here for a conference, and I, I scarfed down my lunch and ran downstairs to the casino, and we made back a little bit more. So um, after this, we got to go get dinner, and I got to catch a flight home tonight, but who 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 knows? I may I may go back into that pit and you know, things to make it interesting. <laughs> Gotta leave on a high note. Or just give it back. Yeah, That's always an option too. <laughs> hey, somebody's gotta keep the lights on out there and I I'm I guarantee you it's not the hotels. Yeah, that's for sure. So uh Court, go ahead and give everybody a little bit of rundown of how you've been doing this season from a gambling standpoint. Um so it, for those of you who listened to the show over the last couple years, uh, just full transparency, every time I come on the show, it has not been great. Um, but personally, these uh, last couple of weeks of college and NFL have been have been going pretty well. Um, that being said, I'm trying to play it real safe this week um, to bump that overall record that I have personally on the show up. So we'll see how it goes. Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and hop into it. And I do apologize for last week, uh, Brett and I and his girlfriend, Emily, recorded a show and we had a technology snafu and could not get the audio for it. Um, by the time we could, it was a little too late. So we do apologize for not posting the episode last week. But if you are in the chat room for half the distance to the goal, you got the picks, you got the plays, and it was a hell of a week. Let's go ahead and start out with what Nauano Coles Barbecue did. They were 1-0. They took Washington, laying 20 and a half, never a doubt. Maybe something more on that this week. <clears throat> so that brings now on Coastal Barbecue to three and two overall in the season. Brett's girlfriend, Emily, she did not miss a game. She went 5-0-2. Oh, I kind of labeled last week the week of the pushes. Seems like everybody had several pushes on their card, but Emily's five wins. South Carolina laying six, Miami laying 23 and a hook, Notre Dame plus three and a half, Duke laying 21 and a half, and then Chapel Hill, seven and a half point favorite. And her two pushes were Clemson, Florida State over 55, 55 on the button right there, and then Oklahoma won by 12 <clears throat> against Cincinnati. I know a lot of people in the chat room got it at 13 or 13 and a half, so that was really good for you. So good win there. Emily, 5-0-2, oh, bringing the guests to 12-9-2 overall for the season. Her and Trevor doing the good deed. Um, Chris Collins, we, we do appreciate the effort. Congratulations on your wedding, by the way. I had a great time, but the guests are now moving in the right direction, and court is going to bump it up a notch. Brett. You continue to be hot. I don't think you've ever started this hot ever. Like, truly, what you've done has been nothing sheer but amazing. 
You were five, one, and three last week. You're five wins. Florida State laying two at Clemson. I wouldn't really call that a backdoor cover, but Clemson has some poor game management at the end. South Carolina laying six. Iowa, Penn State under 40 and a half. That was never a doubt. Um, Penn State, they wanted to cover that by themselves, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And your dead. other two wins, Notre Dame plus three and a half, and then Chapel Hill laying seven and a hook. Your one loss outright was Bama Ole Miss over 55 and a half. Ole Miss came out hot and really cooled off and didn't do anything the rest of the game. You had three pushes. Clemson, Florida State over 55, Rutgers plus 24, and then Oklahoma laying 14. Odd week, but that brings you to 21-7. That is 21-7 and three overall in the season. Just a masterful week. And myself, Steady Eddie, five, five, and two. My five wins started on Friday. NC State and UVA under 47 and a hook. Thank God for that NC State kicker because I would have got smoked in overtime. Uh, Virginia Tech Marshall under 41. That was a good sweat too, but we got there. Notre Dame plus three and a half against Ohio State. Chapel Hill covered seven and a hook. And then Washington covered 20 and a half. Five losses. Clemson plus two and a half. I really consider that a bad beat. Ole Miss plus two just wasn't a good play. Iowa plus 15, awful play against Penn State. Auburn plus eight and a half. Texas A&M whooped that ass. Bad bet. And then Colorado, Oregon over 69 and a half. Not a terrible bet, but, I mean, the chickens came home to roost. We saw what happened to Colorado. And two pushes for me, Rutgers plus 24 and Oklahoma land 14 brings me to five, five, and two on the week. I am 21, 17, and two for the season as a, so that last week was a 16, six, and seven week. It's very odd to see seven pushes, but we did have the power parlay hit on three legs. Virginia Tech, Marshall under 41 and a hook, Chapel Hill laying seven. Washington covering 20 and a half, and then Oklahoma was a push, so that three-leg parlay should have cashed out. If your book doesn't act like retards, it should have cashed out around 600-plus. And the syndicate overall for the season is 57, 35, and 7. I don't know if there's too many sports gambling shows that don't lie about their wins and losses and aren't transparent about it, who have a record as good as we do. So, Brett, I am proud of our guests, and I'm proud of what you've done so far this season. It's truly been remarkable. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, we'll just see if we can continue the rest of the year because I, I, I try not to be too cautious now going into this week, into the weeks now. So trying to keep the record sane, but at the same time, like I'm trying to continue to give good picks. But this week, this week's got me a little stressed, not going to lie. All right. Well, let's go ahead and hop into it. All right, Court. Board is open. Take us. Well, actually, let's start off with Friday plays, um, given that most of the games have kicked off on the East Coast. Um, does anybody have a Friday play? It looks like we have NC State, Louisville, Louisiana Tech, UTEP, Utah, Oregon State, and then Cincy BYU tomorrow. Any Friday plays? I do, actually. I have one. I'm uh, I'm taking Utah on the road at Oregon State, four and a half point uh, dog. Um, I think Utah is gonna be able to stop DJ Uagale. Um, I know it's on the road, so that does make me a little nervous. But I just like the way Utah is playing. I think defensively, they're probably one of the best teams for sure in the back twelve in the Pac twelve, but in the country as well. I think they shut down. Oregon State offense, and I, I like them to maybe not win outright, 
but at least cover the four and a half. Nice. Court, you have any fill there? Uh, I mean, I just think Oregon State has a better better quarterback overall. Um, I, I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I, I honestly think Oregon State's a better team here. Um, not that I haven't played either side. I mean, this I, did, I wanted nothing to do with that game. I think it's going to be a very, very tight game. Um, but I always lean towards a better quarterback in that scenario, and I think DJ is just a little bit better. Is Cam Rustin playing, Brett? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's touching the field this year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought he was going to be back by, like, the Florida game. So, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to play at all this year. I mean, Court might be right. He might not play at all. I mean, I I thought they were saying he was supposed to be, like you said, back by the Florida game. And then it's a completely different team with with Cam playing. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just... I think DJ is a slightly better quarterback. The offense flows a little bit better. Utah can be a little choppy sometimes on offense when they're when they're moving, they're moving. But I mean, it, it's so up and down; they can lose it, and it looks like they don't know what to do with the football on offense yeah. sometimes. I, I just don't trust that. Yeah, the offense is definitely going to hit a wall, um, and it could be this game. It very well could be. Brett, you are brave for playing this, but I do admire it. So Utah plus four and a half—that's your play. Yeah, it is. All right, yeah, beautiful ball. Them, I'm going to take us to Tobacco Road. We're going to Raleigh, Carter-Finley Stadium. Take all the points you can get with the Cardinals. Louisville wins this game by 14 points. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't but, trust – dude, you can't trust anything that NC State does. I, I know you can't. I know you can't. But also at the same point, it's a it's a night game in Carter-Finley. It's a Friday night. Um, and who has Louisville played? Louisville's looked pretty dominant for most of the games that they've played. So this is truly comes down to I've seen this offense for NC State. It doesn't really look any better than it was last year. And let's be real, Brennan is saving the team with his legs, but State doesn't have any skill position players. Like they have no one that can just go make a big play. I don't think that they can win. And honestly, I think cover, cover, covering a low number is not, is not what this team is going to be able to do this season. I, I really think NC State's a bottom-tier team in the ACC this year because of that offense. Aren't you? I mean, I, I have to agree. I thought when they played Virginia, I was like, okay, they you know came off a tough game against Notre Dame. Armstrong's going to, like, I mean, blow his former team out that is honestly not very good. And I – just watching that game, I was kind of shocked uh, just with his play. I thought he would be better for the pack, and he's just not. I don't – he does make – he does get out of the pocket and, you know, make some plays with his legs. But I honestly thought he they would throw all over UVA, and it would be – I mean, he would have a monster game where it's like, this is the answer at quarterback. And then when that didn't happen, I was like, well, this is a huge telltale sign. Yeah, yeah, seriously, they were supposed started. to work UVA in every asset, and they couldn't do it. I mean, I was never impressed after the first game of the year when they're at UConn. I mean, that was that was pretty bad too. I mean, Armstrong literally saved that game with his legs. I mean, like you said, he's been doing the whole time. Yeah. I mean, besides Concepcion or whatever his name is, they don't really have any wideouts either. 
No, no one makes plays. It's it's pretty dire. I don't think the Wolfpack are going to win a lot more games this year. Um, they could miss a bowl. Now, come on. They let everybody into those. <laughs> a couple five-win teams do, do make it nowadays. I will say the under 55.5 is definitely in play here. This, like could, be, this could be like a 30, 31 to 14 kind of game. I could see that. I could, I, I don't mind that. Not going to throw it on, get, but. I think, I think states will, State will get stops on defense, but I also think the defense is going to be on the field a lot. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it would be pretty close probably in the first half, and I see Louisville busting this open in the second half just because it's a Friday night game, and NC State, you know, they're going to get up for it. And all the fans will be there. It'll be nuts. It'll be a real close first quarter. It'll be place be going crazy. And I just think Louisville comes out in the second half and throttles them. I could see that catching a red eye home tonight. Um, Landing in North Carolina around six o'clock a.m. East Coast time. Hopefully, take a quick power nap if I can, and then head on um, east. So we'll be tailgating in PNC North. If anybody um, listen to the show and wants to stop by, come on. I think we're doing bocce, so it should be a pretty good one. All right, court. You're up, baby. I don't have anything on Friday. Um, as we were talking this before we uh, we started recording, it super tough board. I'm I'm gonna go take us down to the SEC, and I'm gonna hop on uh, Mizzou playing Vanderbilt. I've um, I just Mizzou's the better team, and I was struggling to find a solid. <laughs> <laughs> some solid picks for this show if, if we're going to be totally transparent and I was searching the board all day and doing zero work if we're going to be honest and Mizzou jumped out at me and Vanderbilt after their first couple games I thought they were taking a step in the right direction and then it, it just quickly went downhill and I don't see that changing and I think Mizzou is going to come in and handle some business um, in the SEC that's you know honestly up for grabs so um I see Mizzou handle like beating them by probably three or three or four scores here. I like it. That's that's a good spot for Mizzou. Mizzou looks really good this year, and we saw. Yeah, so I got about thirteen and a half. Yeah, that's a thirteen and a half. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I'm comfortable with that number. I mean, anything over fourteen is obviously push territory, but I see them easily winning by seventeen plus. So, I I this was my safest pick that I could bring to the table. Yeah, I don't hate that. I was looking at this one, too. I mean, Vanderbilt's – they haven't been playing good this year either. Definitely not hitting the over this year, I can tell you that. For sure. All right, I think I have more plays than everybody, so I'll take this. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and do two, probably. All right, um, Cincy is going to BYU. I – do not really like the one-point game. I think any team could get here. But if you look at the trends for how Cincy and BYU have been scoring, they've been scoring in the high 20s or 30s almost every single game. This total is at 49 and a half. I don't really know if we're going to get a big defensive presence. The only thing that maybe I I think we can get there, and sorry, this is a Friday night play as well, um, it's, it's late. It's a 10-15 start West Coast time. Cincy's a little bit sleepy. I definitely see their defense maybe being a little leaky. So for two teams that have been outscoring this number fairly well, I'm going to take the over 49 and a half for Cincy and BYU. I don't hate that. I like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I haven't been looking at either one of those teams a bunch, so we'll take your word for it. 
Because BYU just uh, they beat Arkansas what a week or two ago, right? Yeah, they did. When I saw this earlier in the week, it was at forty eight in some places. Um, so I'm not. It's going in the opposite direction, but I still feel pretty good. This one may be tight, but for some some late action tomorrow, um, I'll stay up for it. I'll be up around one thirty. All right, and I'll take us one more place before I pass it back to Brett and Court. Um, fade Virginia Tech, by all means. This is definitely the worst team in the ACC. Virginia may be tight, but I'm taking Pitt to cover. I mean, I think Phil Dracov gets hurt. Something's wrong with Pitt, but everything is wrong with Virginia Tech. They can't do anything right. Um, even the backup quarterback, who I thought would give us some hope. Well, it's not the offense as much, per se, when I watch it. That defense just gives up so many big plays, and they're running plays, honestly. Um, there's not a lot of big guys up front who can push, get pressure. I mean, the, the holes are bigger than uh, – dude, it's like the, it's like an NFL team playing against a Pop Warner when you see how big some of these holes that those Marshall running backs were busting through last week. So, um, I know Hokies, night game at home, enter Sandman, uh, Pitt's got it. I'm fading Virginia Tech until they show me otherwise. So I'm going to take Pitt two-and-a-half-point favorite in Blacksburg. Yeah, this is this – is, I'm on this as well. Um, just because – I mean, Marcus has been so down on his team this year. Um, the, the, the only the – only, my only hesitation with this is Virginia Tech is at home, like you said. Should be a pretty decent crowd. And honestly, Pitt's terrible too. Um but I think Virginia Tech is worse because Pitt still has a pretty solid defense. It's just their offense that sucks. So if I'm Pitt can you. score 14 points, they'll win this game. <laughs> but will they win it by more than two yeah. and a half, though? Yes, because Virginia Tech may score like six points. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I this I'm, is I'm serious, guys. This is scored. not good. What's over under? The total, oh, ew, that's ugly. 39 and a half. <laughs> oh, that's gross. I, I, I probably lean under, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's for what, sure, under. Listening to you guys, that, that under might be might be pretty safe. I mean, Pitt scored six against us a couple weeks back. I mean, their offense sucks. But it sounds like Virginia Tech's offense. I, I honestly haven't watched Virginia Tech at all this year, so... I really think if any team has a pulse in the running game, they can like put up points on tech. Because again, like every big play is a run play. It's unreal. They can't stop it. So that's what scares me about the total. If Pitt just breaks off like some stuff in garbage time, it could be smoked. I mean, Pitt did put up what twenty eight last week on Carolina, so they scored a little bit. <laughs> Fluke. All right, uh, so Brett and I, we are on pit, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Blacksburg. Court, go ahead. All right, we're going to go down to Durham. Um, I I went back and forth on this game a bunch because I could see kind of both sides. I mean, I think last week Notre Dame lost that game more than Ohio State winning. Um, getting the ball back with three minutes left and throwing passes, I mean, mind-blowing to me. But um, – I feel like Notre Dame should have beat Ohio State, and then they probably would have ran Duke out of the building here at home. This line's been dropping a lot. Um, I 
not not a homer pick, but I like Duke here. Earlier this morning, they were plus six. Live line right now is minus five and a half. I'll take either, to be honest. I think this is going to be a really tight game. I also like the under here. Um, I don't think there'll be a lot of scoring. I think Notre Dame is going to – I think they're going to win the game. It's going to be a tight game. Um, but I they've got to be so deflated. I mean, I don't know what you say as a head coach to a team where it's just like, hey – we only trotted out 10 men the last two plays of a the game of the year, essentially, for Notre Dame. And we're going to go out again this week and take it to Duke. Like, I, I just don't know what that speech sounds like to the team to get them like, okay, we could turn this around. I mean, it's a, another big game for them with Duke being ranked. Um, but I think I think Duke keeps it close. Their defense is – they got a couple studs on defense. Offense isn't – Nothing to write home about, to be honest. But um, I think they can catch Notre Dame that like down here, and it'll probably be a tight game. And I see Notre Dame squeaking it out at the end you know, with a field goal or something. So I'm I'm gonna take Duke plus six or five and a half, whatever whatever we can find the line at. Yeah, um, two spots I can get you six and a half, so um, you can have it for the show. I'll take that for sure. Um, Brett, talk to me about the ending of that Ohio State Notre Dame game. I mean, Court pretty much just laid it out. I mean, I, I really thought, like you said, I think Notre Dame lost that more than Ohio State won it. But, I mean, got to give credit to McCord there at the end of the game, especially on that, what, third and 19 or whatever, get him right to the goal line. But like you said, I mean, they had 10 men back-to-back um, plays, and that kind of really sealed the deal. And, I mean, I, I, I went back and forth on this one, too. I think it's, I think it's pretty cool that uh, game day is going to Durham. I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I, I mean, I think I think Duke's legit. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that Duke isn't legit. They have uh, Leonard playing good ball at quarterback. They got stud wide receivers. Their defense is not bad either. So I mean, I, I kind of agree. I think it's going to be a good game. I I wouldn't be shocked if Duke won it, just because, like you said, I mean, they uh, Notre Dame could be deflated. So I don't know. I'm interested to see. It'll be a good one, um, it, and it is cool that game day is going to Durham for the first time. Notre Dame possibly in a spot where they can lose back-to-back college game days. That'd be funny. That'd be wild. All right, I'm going to take us to Boulder. We're all taking USC, right? You lay, lay the 21 and a half. But the thing is, is USC doesn't have a defense. Like Oregon has a defense. UNC does not have a defense. Is this line inflated because of last week? I I think it is. Yeah, it hundred percent is. I I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, I think Colorado is going to be able to score on the USC. Now the over under is what seventy three and a half. That that's that's a lot of points. But I think USC can put up 50, and I think Colorado could honestly put up 30. I'm yeah, like it, my, when I was thinking about this game, if Southern Cal gets 12 possessions, they can probably get points on eight. Not saying they're all going to be touchdowns, but they can get points. Colorado can, if they get 12 possessions, they may score on six, maybe more like five. I know USC's defense ain't great. But I mean, 
Colorado is going to be like a running faucet just getting ran through. So I'm going yeah. I'm to I'm take the big number, and I'm going to lay 21 and a half. I'm going to take uh, the Trojans. The crazy thing is to me is, like, I don't – I think – I don't even know if – I mean, USC, I would put Oregon ahead of them right now. I'd probably put – put, I'd definitely put Washington ahead of them right now until they can show me yeah. that they can play defense because I, I don't think they can. Like, I think they're probably the third or fourth best team in the Pac-12 right now. The Pac-12 loaded. Like I said, I, I wouldn't be shocked. This is at Colorado. It should be a pretty good crowd. I mean, I think I think Colorado will have a little more chip on their shoulder after getting crushed last week. So I think they're going to put up points. <laughs> Travis Hunter isn't back yet either, so that definitely um, makes me feel better. Yeah, it does hurt. So I, I'm on the complete opposite side of this. Um, I'm taking the under. And, and I know you could play the uh, – that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. But – I think USC, because Colorado's offense line is so bad, so bad, <laughs> that I think USC's defense looks like they have a defense for one week. And I just don't know, after watching last week, and I mean, Travis Hunter is a big deal, and their offense isn't necessarily one-dimensional. But Colorado's... I think I think there's gonna be a couple stops in this game, and it's gonna it's not gonna be, you know, fifty five to twenty eight or anything like that. I think it's gonna be a little bit low low scoring. That seventy, what is it? Seventy seven, seventy one and a half. Yeah, seventy three and a half. Seventy three. I mean, that's a that's a big nut to cover. So, um, I mean, all I'm looking for is like six, seven stops throughout the whole game, and that's probably cashing. So. I'm going to take the under, and I just think that USC is going to be like, oh, everybody after this game is going to be like, oh, maybe UFC or USC does have a defense. But they still really don't. It's just Colorado has nobody on the offensive line. Like, they could trot us out, and we, we might be able to block better. Yeah. I, I mean, I could just um, – I could see a 50. I could see – I don't know. I could just see USC putting up 50 maybe, and I could see Colorado putting up 25. So I I don't know it, it's it's interesting. I mean like I said USC's defense I mean Arizona State just put up twenty eight on them last week and that was Drew Pine putting up points on them like that I mean I think Shadur I think he's still a good quarterback I mean obviously like you said though he's gonna have to get the ball out of his hands and Colorado doesn't have a running game either which doesn't help yeah it's it, it's all Shadur right now and it's it's I mean it's tough for him but I mean you take away big play receiver and it's there's not a lot of options you know as we saw last week where he can feel comfortable going you know going going to someone when he needs to make a completion like there's just not that option for him right now and it's I know their defense sucks and this is a a bold play and super sketch but I just don't see Colorado really competing a bunch more this year until until we get Travis back where defenses have to pay attention to somebody because outside of that, I mean, it's tough for them to move the ball, obviously. For sure. Um, in two places, I can get it for you at 74 and a hook. So that's your number for the show. Love it. 
Um, I have one, two, three. I have four more plays. Should I go? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Do something. All right. Let me get my next two. All right. So I'm a little scared about this next game. If you saw what they did against UNC Charlotte, it was not good. But other than that, Maryland has been beating the dog shit um, and beating people like they're supposed to this season. Indiana's traveling to College Park. Indiana has also looked very, very bad this year. This for a Maryland team that's just beaten teams like they should and honestly looked pretty dominant for a body of work for the season so far. I'm going to lay 14 with Maryland against Indiana. I think they can beat them by three scores easily. Maryland's been quite surprising this year. I've I've been watching them, just trying to figure out where, where to lay money. And every week I talk myself out of placing a bet on Maryland. And then I look at the scoreboard, and you're right. I'm like, shit, they won by 28. They won by 21. I'm like, they easily covered the number every week. Um, it's wild. But for my stupid brain, still doesn't have the confidence in them. <laughs> I don't hate the play. This is one I went back and forth on, honestly. Because like you said, Indiana has not been playing good right now. Maryland offense has been going well. I could see maybe a 17-point win here. I would be happy with 17. I would love it if the line was at 13 and a hook. That's kind of what I'm feeling as well. I mean, but that was all over the board this week. These lines are just like right there. I don't feel comfortable to – to take that. All right. And my next yeah, game that I'm going to play, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over in Michigan and Nebraska. 39 and a half. Michigan, again, I don't really trust them to cover a spread, and they pushed last week against Rutgers. So my trust in them is not that great, but this is a pretty low number, 39 and a hook. Michigan's been throwing up in the 30s most of the season. Um, if they can give me like 31, 33, I think Nebraska can get at least nine points. So I feel pretty confident taking this over 39 and a half. Low number in the Big Ten per usual. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, it's my my only concern is Nebraska putting up points. I mean, they might only get like seven if that. I mean, but Michigan yeah, might scary. might cover that Yeah, Michigan might cover that over under on their own, to be honest though. Yeah, and there has to be a week where Jim Harbaugh has to turn it back on. Um, this offense has been very slow, um, taking their time. It doesn't seem like they're in a hurry to do anything. I think, and again, we know that their schedule is pretty soft until Ohio State. So, well, they got Penn State too, I guess, this season. But yeah, I don't, I mean, they have to turn it on sometime. And like you say, if it does get into that kind of game, they could probably throw up 40 by themselves. So I think I got a little bit of insurance. I think I'm on the right side at least. I would agree. I don't hate it. All right. Um, Court, you want it? Yep. So uh, another game that uh, I feel super confident in. Um, so we're going to go to the Tennessee-South Carolina game. And I, was, I thought a lot about this and looked at some past results and – I am by no means a Spencer Rattler fan, but for some reason, like when the lights are the brightest and it's a huge game, he just seems to show up. But every other game, it's, I mean, he's like a mediocre at best quarterback. I think he comes 
I think he shows out during this game, and I have them. Well, what do you got the line at? I got it earlier, at like eleven and a half. But you said you got it at eleven. It at here, it, yeah. But I think, I mean, I think South Carolina comes in and it, it's going to be, they're going to lose. But I think they're going to lose by probably like around a touchdown. I think it's going to be a very tight game. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome back again to Half the Distance to the Goal. Unfortunately, we had another audio blip. There's a sniper out there in the world that's trying to get us, and hopefully we can brave it in these next couple weeks. But I will finish off reading the picks for the list for what we have to, for this week five of locks. So, Court, as he was just saying, he has South Carolina plus 12.5. He thinks that the game will be close, and he thinks that South Carolina will probably lose to Tennessee but keep it within two scores. So, Court is laying South Carolina plus 2.5. Brett's last two plays for Penn State, Northwestern under 46, and TCU laying 14 against West Virginia. I believe that game is in Morgantown. Um, my last play that I had read off of the show was Maryland laying 14, and then, and then Michigan, Nebraska over 39 and a half. I am rounding out my slate with Texas Tech laying eight, and then Washington laying 18 and a hook. Again, I do apologize for the technology blips that we've had the last two weeks. Um, a little bit of travel mixed in with the the MGM Wi-Fi um, cyber security blip. It, it, it has not been good to us. There is no pipe and hot pick of the week this week from Not One Culture Barbecue, so we will be back there, and we will give you a power parlay. So Court's pick for the power parlay was let's see if I can get it. South Carolina plus twelve and a half. Brett's play will be. Pitt laying two and a half. In my play, what do I want for my card? Give me Louisville laying three and a hook again. Or, yeah, laying three and a hook against NC State. I think they easily get that. So, again, I will read off everybody's cards. Court's card, Mizzou laying 13 and a hook. Duke plus six and a half at home in Durham against Notre Dame. USC Colorado under 74 and a half. And then South Carolina plus two and a half on Rocky Top. Brett's card, Utah plus four and a half. Pitt laying two and a half. Penn State, Northwestern, under 46, and TCU laying 14. And Marcus, my card, Louisville, three-and-a-half point favorite in Raleigh. Cincy, BYU, over 49 and a hook when BYU's at home. Pitt, two-and-a-half point favorite going into Blacksburg. USC laying 21-and-a-half in Boulder. Maryland, a 14-point favorite. Michigan, Nebraska, over 39 and a hook. Texas Tech laying eight-and-a-half points. And then Washington laying 18-and-a-half. We will be back next week. We will be in the confines of Charlotte, North Carolina. Hopefully the sniper out there um, from the technology team will not get us. But till then, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And, again, if you are not a member of the chat room for Half the Distance to the Goal, please get in contact with us. We would love to have you in there. Um, be well, guys.